Hello and welcome to another episode, specifically episode two to be exact, of the I Know I Love podcast where I, the host Kevin, uh, will just talk about a whole bunch of things that I love each episode um, ranging from all things entertainment. So we're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, video games, literature, and of course music, my probably my most personal passion. So today's episode, um, I knew I wanted to do music and for me music is like everything i love music i'm constantly searching out for new bands to discover i'm constantly going back to old bands i've always loved um and i knew i know going forward especially and currently that music is going to be a really hard thing to discuss because there's so many ones that i really want to discuss um on the podcast and i i'm gonna get there it's gonna happen like i have all the time in the world to uh to talk about these things um so I, I really had to narrow it down um, for these first few podcasts uh, coming up. And it's, it's kind of like similar to the recess episode on the on episode one. I kind of just went straight to the beginning. Um, and like I just felt like just to set the foundation of I felt like if I talked about like the first band that I really fell in love with um that could then maybe help listeners sort of understand sort of the foundations of why or maybe how I came to also love those bands because I feel like every current band or artist that I am currently a fan of or listen to, I really do feel like this artist I'm talking about today um, started it all for me in the best way. And I am I, so grateful all the time uh, to this band and to... Um, this I, I'm actually going to specifically be talking about one of their CDs because there's just too many, but like there's just one that I'm going to hone in on because it was the first one for me from them that, that I listened to, and I just am so grateful because it really is an album that I feel like has everything, and it just branches off like everything branches off in a way that I just was wanting to sort of seek out more and more music, and this is kind of what started all for me. So. Going back, um, again, we're going back to the beginning, going back to middle school uh, for me. Um, we're going to the year 1997, and we're talking today about the band The Mighty Mighty Boston's. Um, now, I feel like this band has accomplished so many great albums. Like, they're still good. They're still going. They released an album this year, actually, in 2021 in May. Um, but the one I'm talking about specifically today is, let's face it, from 1997. Um, so let's start with Discovery, because that's where I like to start. I think that's going to work going forward for me in terms of, like, when did I, when do I remember really autobiographically discovering this band? So I'm originally from Tampa, and there is, there used to be, rather, um, a radio station called 95.7 Star Star Alternative. And 95.7 Star Alternative, um, what it pretty much came out about that same time. I want to say I made it may have even been a few a couple years before 97. But um, I when I really started getting into listening to music and you know getting into the whole like I'd have my cassettes and you know my song would come on and then I'd record it and you know make my own kind of mixtapes thing. I mean that was I'm sure common for a lot of people, but that was something I did. Uh, quite often and then I would have my Walkman you know I'd walk home back walk home from elementary school uh, with my headphones and my Walkman and just kind of go through all the songs of my favorite songs and uh, from this particular radio station that I really really loved Um, that's no longer around unfortunately it's 95.7 I think it's just like current pop music whatever 
Um, but what I loved about this particular radio station was that it um, played a lot of artists that I don't think I would have normally had access to, like, just because it wasn't... Um, it, it had a lot of pop, but it was, it was you know, alternative music. You know, it was... Um, more what you might define as indie or like a lot of uk bands um or just bands that were doing things that um were really cool and really good but like maybe we're just not getting as much radio play as like you know some of the most popular artists of those times and so i remember hearing mighty mighty boston's song uh, the impression that i get on that particular radio station i don't remember the day i don't remember like you know the, the exact moment, <laughs> but uh, I do remember hearing it on that station because I remember putting it on one of my mixtapes that I used to make. And this song, I mean, it pretty much thematically is, you know, from my understanding and my uh, interpretation of the song is simply um, just about like the concept of, you know, fitting in and like kind of understanding society and or lack thereof. Um, and, and, and all sense of, of the word, um, of understanding. And it has um, just an, an initial guitar um, intro that it's like with, it's one of those songs like within the first strum, you're like, oh my God, it's that song. Um, which I'm often a sucker for those kinds of songs because I just think like if you're able to write that and create something so like accessible, like that in that way it's just like power to you that's amazing jealous you know the, the, the full thing um but that song helped me alone to also discover with star 95.7 helped me to discover this particular band and it's can they're considered um a ska band because at the time you know that was kind of a pretty popular genre like america american uh, ska punk um, and you know, it wasn't sort of your typical sky. It had like elements of, of, like I said, punk, punk rock. Um, I would argue some industrial rock thrown in there a little bit with this album. Um, and pop. I mean, it, it is an accessible record that I feel like it is, it's really a, a really solid album in terms of has some, some accessible music to it, it has some more like deeper, um, sometimes ambiguous themes going on um really heavy rock elements um it, it just really was probably the first um the first album album that i listened to while also being the first cd i ever bought um i just saved up my you know 10 12 bucks or whatever and you know went to the store and and bought it and i probably listened to this thing on my discman like non-stop i mean i i still have the original cd that has like so many scratches and it's funny like when i listen to you know old cds if i if i do that there are certain songs that like <laughs> that, that i might hear like out when i'm out somewhere or whatever um or even if i just listen to things on like certain platforms like spotify for example and I'll expect sort of a skip to happen because, you know, my CD, the one that I have, you know, at home is scratched in that particular place. Um, there's a lot of bands I'll talk about that that happens. Um, but, and this is one of those, this is one of those albums where like, it's got a couple little nicks just because I listened to it so much. It was like, you know, me running around with my Discman everywhere. I mean, it just was just going to happen, the scratches and stuff. So 
Um, but this album, I just fell in love with immediately. It was like nothing I'd ever heard. Um, you know, I grew up in, um, uh, I'm the youngest of five and I, I grew up in a household where there was tons of genres of music to fall in love with. And I think that is, that attributes to my personal taste as well. Um, you know, I grew up with a lot of 50s, 60s tastes, a lot of 80s stuff, a lot of early 90s stuff. Um, and so I kind of had like a good foundation of like styles of music by the time I heard Mighty Mighty Boston's. Um, and it wasn't like those albums and like, not that I hadn't heard amazing music. I mean, I'm going to talk about that in future podcasts of, of things that I heard before this album, but because this was the first CD that I ever bought and I was able to sort of have a completely different relationship to it than any music I had before. That's why it's so relevant and why it is something I know that I love. Running through just some of the album, I mean, I'm just kind of like pulling it up on my end. Um, it's it's like a twelve. It's a twelve track album, and it just it it has for me listening to it um, currently, especially and and even back then, this was something I noticed. It has like a really natural progression where. You know, it's got the builds up to, you know, the lead single. It's the in terms of sequencing, um, it's got like a really strong middle section, which is something that I don't hear a lot with artists today. I mean, there's a lot of bands that I love that, that do it well, but um, there's a lot of times where, you know, it's sometimes usually the beginning endings of albums for me that I seem to prefer. And then I get a little bored in the middle. And this was an album that like really kept my interest through that middle section of an album which can sometimes be really difficult ground to keep attention. It, it just ends well also. And, and it's a, it was a band, I believe comprising of at least like, I want to say at least eight members. Um, there's just so many instrumentation going on. I and mean, being a ska band, I mean, they have, you know, trombones, of course, drummer, um, their lead singer, guitarist, bass, um, the, I think there's like a guy that like even is like sort of the sort of party dancer guy to keep things moving in for their live shows and things like that. Um, if you've ever seen Clueless, which will of course be a movie I will be talking about in upcoming podcasts, um, they are also featured in Clueless um, in the party scene where Ty falls down the stairs, which is hilarious. Um, and you'll see the dancer guy in that particular um, scene as well. So um huge band and like so much going on in the music and that is i think why i attribute it to something that really for me was the foundation of my overall love of music even specifically rock music because i it was to me like the perfect album to start with as a as a cd goes um i did purchase a cassette my very first cassette was not this album of course i put this was my first cd but my first cassette was a, a little, I believe it was close to this um, time, but because this was the first CD, that's why I'm talking about it. Um, and so this, to me, this was just, it was one of those things, like when I think back on it now, um, I think, gosh, like, I mean, so many of the artists I like now, I think it's because I had such exposure to certain types of instrumentation and arrangement just from let's face it from mighty mighty boston's um one of the things that i can definitely say is is like in terms of their bass uh playing um their bass lines are sometimes straightforward sometimes complicated but you can hear them which was again something that i hadn't ever really come across as as significantly as on this album um i mean the bass is like doing something really interesting all the time 
Um, there's really sort of like chunky guitar, sometimes kind of airy, sometimes that style of punk rock, um, really, it's really tight. Um, and it's, they're just, the rhythm section is just like amazing. I mean, being a ska band, I think you kind of, I think that, you know, comes with the territory, but it just, they had all of those things going for them. And then the singer has this really like very unique um and i and i say i use the word harsh loosely because i don't mean harsh like in a bad way but it's like something that really breaks through harshly through all of that going on i I don't think you could really have um some like formal style like eloquent tenor style voice coming through these instruments that are really like sometimes clean and a little bit aggressive i think his voice fits so well um coming through that it's kind of like like it's it's not like screamo but it's not like where we're talking like eloquent uh (laughs) you know melodic lines of a vocal structure it's it's literally like um singing it the, the melodies are so good that they create that i mean it really you need you really need the style of his voice to uh push it through i feel like um some of the best songs on this album for me, I mean, geez, like just to choose one that I always, for some reason, even as a kid, could, would come back to, um, that I thought was just so different was another drinking song. It's number seven, track seven on the on the album, and I think I liked that song because it started off as something completely different than what it ends into. Like it starts off as this sort of like, um, it's got this like strange like helicopter riff that's kind of like like kind of twirling um from the get-go and it sounds kind of more like a slow built slow going sort of track um literally i think about drinking i think that's the, the, the gist kind of i think the singer's talking kind of about um if i remember correctly talking kind of about you know drinking sort of being a vice and this repetitive cycle of just like going to that vice again and again with the same outcome and same result happening night after night partying you know that getting sort of tiresome and boring and 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 then some um and then though like it it because it then turns into if you check the track out it turns into this whole like poppy sounding like um ska punkish like really catchy song and i was like okay it's so it like completely caught me caught me off guard and i love when songs can do that i love when you know there's there's at least some surprising element in a song where it makes the whole song worth listening to and this song to me has um you know it it, thematically it's interesting enough but like it has like a really cool arrangement where it starts off kind of slow and builds into something really strong and catchy um some of the rhythms sort of shift to a whole different style half like you know towards the end um and i just think it's a really cool song and i remember also loving uh never mind me um which is one of the heavier songs on there as well and i mean i really i mean just looking at the list i I can kind of think 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 of every single song on here and they're all good like all of the songs are good it's not one of those albums that like oh you kind of have to be in the mood to listen to this you know when you listen to it it's really you could i mean when i listen to this album i tend not to jump around on it i tend to listen to it beginning to end because it is that good um and i think sequentially every song leads into the next in a sensible way so when you listen to it you're like okay well this song should follow that song because okay i get it and like i didn't understand at the time when i when i discovered this so young 
you know, being like, you know, 11, 12 years old, I didn't realize that I was kind of learning in a way how to listen to an album. Like this album really taught me how to do that because I, I noticed people, you know, that I grew up with or, you know, my friends, family, and just, just overall society, I would always recognize the fact that people really loved singles. I mean, people love the radio and, and you don't, I wouldn't often notice people that were listening to albums beginning to end like and that was that's how I am now like if I even if I hear like a really good single from a band or an artist I want to listen to the album from the beginning even if that's like the third or fourth song Um, just because like I want to try to understand like the thought process behind sequentially where the song may end up on an album that's just me that's just what I'm like Um, because I, I consider you know you know music albums like this whether it's rock or any genre, um, it's kind of like a a book to me. Like, you know, books have a beginning, middle, and an end, and um, the best albums, I think, do that in the best way, and this is one of them. You could really divide, like, I mean, this is 12 tracks, so you could, I mean, you really could divide this album, I think, into thirds where it it is that how, if it was a book, it would be, it should be this, you know? And I feel like that was something really thought about. I mean, I don't know factually if it was, but... The way that the songs come through as you listen, it it ha- it's it's got that sort of roller coasterness to it where it's got ups and downs and kind of some some sort of straightforwardness and then it's going up again and down and and it really never gets dull and that's so difficult to do. I mean, especially nowadays, I mean like this was, you know, right this was 97. I mean, for me, I mean, I think we in my family we had just let me think. I don't know that I, I think I may have just had like internet, like AOL and whatever. Um, but I, I, a couple of my friends had had it a little bit before me. So this was before like you could just, you know, go run to a song and, uh, you know, just listen to random things of songs. I mean, you really had to like purchase and like sit down and listen, like open the, open the CD case and put the CD in. And like, you really had more of that experience. So um for me i think it just was it it just really for me was the perfect album at the perfect time and i think that's i believe that's kind of how music works i think it it finds you when it's supposed to um i mean and there's so many artists like that i've discovered in just roundabout crazy ways um where i was maybe out somewhere someone had a had something playing on their phone or i heard something on a video or something and like from there you just go down that rabbit hole right of like okay who is this band who is this artist what else have they done like um, and I love that. And so this this album was, again, like I said, the first time I sort of had that relationship with music, remembering taking the plastic off and, and, and opening the booklet and that sort of smell of like new, new album booklet smell. <laughs> and um, it just did not leave my, I mean, seriously, it did not leave my CD player or any CD players that I may have had for like months. It was all I listened to. I, I don't even remember what like the second CD I ever bought was. Um, I could probably look at my stuff and, and guess, um, but it's because this one was in my CD player so much that like it was this was all I was listening to. But yeah, like I again, I just think that if you are not familiar with with Mighty Mighty Boston's, I mean, you don't have to be a fan of ska. I mean, I know it's that's like the genre ska punk, but um, it really, I think it, if you like really strong rock music and just like I'm one of those people that when I listen to music, I I like songs or or bands rather that have a lot going on. And this is something that I'm going to talk about with most of the artists that I love. Um, But when there's so many things going on, it doesn't matter if it's like 
oh god, that's that guitar part so easy or that bassline so straightforward. Like that's not what it's about. It's is something interesting going on with everything. With every member of this band is something interesting going on. And I mean the Mighty Mighty Boston's I think of course on other albums they achieve this as well, but let's face it, I think is just for me, um, like the, like that is the album that just like set the stage for my musical development um, as and at such a young age. Um, from then on, I mean, I was pretty much able to learn like how to appreciate each individual instrument. And even if I listen to it today, um, I still notice old things, but I still will be like, huh, like that's cool. Like I didn't notice that before, which again is, seems to be a pattern when I'm sort of compiling a list of podcasts I'm going to do in the future. There's definitely a pattern there. Like I, I like things that um you know the more you listen the more you can discover i mean it's not just listen to it and throw it away it's like things that really stick with you so just to uh, recap everything um overall what i think makes this album great let's face it mighty mighty boston's um i think what makes the band great i think they have uh, a relevance to them um one thing i actually didn't even speak on was um thematically they they sing a lot about things that um sound like the songs sound happier than they actually are um they sing they have a lot of like political things they talk about they have a lot of um personal problems you know the ideas of alcoholism fitting in um all of that's themes in this album and yet it sounds happier than it is like it sounds like it's one of those things that's like okay well this is all going on these all these things suck that are going on with myself or the world or whatever but you know we're gonna have a good time uh regardless it's gonna be fun we're gonna get through it and i find it to be a very uplifting album which when you listen to sort of a string of songs like that it, you would think oh it's so like it's really heavy but it's it does not feel heavy at all relevance wise um i do believe that this album this band i think they really have it all i think that they um, are able to consistently create songs uh, that have something interesting going on constantly without sounding repetitive. Um, I think that, like, similar to my last episode, what I discussed with Aging Well, I think this album ages very well, um, again, in terms of just still being relevant. I mean, you know, there's still all those same things going on in the world um, that whether it's you know worldly or personally or whatever with people and um i think that it's still you could still relate it to things going on today for sure um and the fact that they're able to make a lot of sort of sad uh sort of downer type of things um sound so fun not to necessarily participate in but to that you know it's okay and like you can kind of get through it and those kinds of things um i wouldn't use the word inspirational because but i think it just it has the music is kind of what inspires and the music i think um inspires the listener on this particular record to um like focus on the cool of the, the coolness of life and how how you know we're gonna create this really cool stuff going on but it's gonna be kind of about this situation over here and the fact that they can sort of juxtapose those things i think is interesting and and like I said a lot of artists that I'll be talking about in the future I think do it just as well um, but yeah so um, this is again one thing that one other thing rather that I know that I love and that is Mighty Mighty Boston's the band specifically let's face it the album from 1997 
So that is episode two, and I hope you enjoy listening, and get ready for episode three coming up soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the I Know I Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on Spotify at I Know I Love Podcast, and follow me on Instagram, also at I Know I Love Podcast, for episode updates and other goings-on. Thanks again for listening.